Welcome to the Journey Living Podcast, where we take on the real life topics while inspiring you toward hope and healing in God's Word. Join Pastor Mark Bird along with speaker, Christian life coach, Shannon Meyer, as they guide you through a roadmap, gaining fresh vision and inspiration for going forward on your journey, encouraging you to run your race with endurance that is set before you. Once again, friends, welcome back. We are with you uh, and glad to be so today with another episode of Journey Living. It's Mark Bird, and I'm in the studio with Shannon Meyer. Shannon, huh, let's roll up our sleeves and let's get on this. This is going to be a good one. Thanks, Mark. It's so good to be with everybody here today, and I hope you have had a great weekend. And we are excited to be back in the studio with you just listening and coming to us to learn about God's Word. And as we experience um, God's goodness at Journey Living, we want to continue to encourage and inspire you to be in God's Word. And today we want to talk to the person who is hurting deep within, the person who is just maybe at the last, you're just hanging on by a thread. We want to talk to you. We want to just bring some encouragement to you, some some words of maybe wisdom, some words of encouragement. What does it look like when you feel like it's all hope is lost? And one of the verses I know, Mark, and I'm just going to go right out of the gate with this, is in Psalm 27, verse 13 through 14. It says, I believe I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living Wait on the Lord, be strong, and may your heart be stout. Wait on the Lord. That repeat is wait. And I know for those who are hurting right now, you're like, Shannon, I can't wait anymore. You know, I'm ready to cut the ties. I'm ready to wave the white flag. I just can't do it. And this verse has reminded me many times, and we can talk about this in a few minutes, but David had to encourage himself. And if it feels like the rest of the world is against you, that's okay because God is for you. And even Jane, or excuse me, even David had to encourage himself. And, and it's here. And the reason I love this verse is because it says, I believe I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That means the land we're living in today. And sometimes when we look around, we're like, there is no goodness happening. That's when you'll have to talk to yourself and just believe God. And maybe it's just a simple prayer. I am going to believe that I am going to see your goodness because we know um, hope deferred makes a body sick, a spirit sick. And so the hope has to come from Christ alone. And there it also says, but be strong. And maybe some of you are feeling very weak and you're like, I can't even hold myself up anymore. It says, may your heart be stout because you wait upon the Lord. God promises to rescue and redeem us, friends. So today we're talking to you, those of you who are hurting deeply within, not, not surface hurt, that those, and I know that when we talk about things like this, that this is the time where um, the divine appointment is made and God is, you're in your car, you're at your kitchen sink and you're going to say, God, how did you know? How did those people know? We didn't. This is all inspired by the Holy Spirit, but I also know this, that God wastes nothing. So I'm hoping today somebody will need the encouragement that is just really down, that needs to feel hope deep within, because we know that the hurting runs deep. I want to talk about uh, real quickly, Shannon, like, what do you do when you find yourself? Because Shannon, I've had this happen to me, uh, actually way more than once, 
but I found myself so hurting and so broken. I know that I should pray. I know that I should utter the words of the Lord, but my my heart is so hurt that I can't even muster a prayer. I can't even muster a praise. But here's where I want to have us start. I want to start us here because you mentioned David, and I want to talk about that for a second. But I want to start in John chapter 4 because Jesus actually gives us a clue starting in John chapter 4. And I think it's pertinent to what we're talking about today, starting in verse 23 of John 4, but the hour is coming and now is when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is actually seeking such to worship Him. It may sound like a, a, a weird verse to go to right now, but Shannon, I want to show you how this ties together. Because if you worship God in spirit and in truth, right, the truth may be, I don't feel like it. I don't feel like worshiping you. I'm hurt. Can't you see that I'm hurting? Now, we want to take that concept, and now we want to go and look at how David handled this. Okay, this is a Psalm of David, Psalm 25, verse 16. This is David crying out, saying, turn yourself to me and have mercy on me, for I am desolate and afflicted. Does that sound like, are you allowed to talk that way in church, Shannon? <laughs> Not often. <laughs> how often do we stand up in church, Shannon, and say, hey, how are you guys doing today? I'm desolate and afflicted. No. Like we are not allowed. Mm -hmm. But yet Jesus said the Father's seeking such to worship him in this manner, like not be fake. But he goes on. Listen to David. Here's his praise. Like here's his worship. The troubles of my heart have enlarged. Bring me out of my distresses. Look upon my affliction and pain and forgive all of my sins. Then he goes on, consider my enemies for they are many and they hate me with cruel hatred. Keep my soul and deliver me, but let me not be ashamed for I put my trust in you. That's really great, Mark. And, you know, I want to just touch back on what you were talking about in John 4, 23, because this is the woman at the well. This is the Samaritan woman. And you talk about being in despair and, and at your lowest point. You have to know the story. And for those of you who may be new to your faith or not sure about this story, she's going at noon to the well. So in... in over in the Middle East, that is not the time. That is the hottest time of the day. It would be done in the morning where the other women would have been. She goes at the worst time of day, the heat of the day, but it's also so no one will see her. And she has this encounter with Jesus and she is asking, he's asking her for a drink of water, which I, I love that. Here's the, the king of the universe asking a woman for water, a Samaritan woman, which also was a big no-no. You've got to know this story. And, and she says to him and talks about her personal life. This is the woman who has had five husbands and is with someone else. Now, we don't know how many men were in her life, but probably fair to say that she is feeling hopeless. 
She's feeling unworthy. She knows who she is and what she's done. Nobody ever needs to tell us what we've done wrong. But Jesus says to her, this context of what you're talking about, yet yeah, a time is coming and now he is seeking out true worshipers. So I just want to encourage the person who may say, you know what? I'm in this deep, dark pit of despair because of what I've done, because of my past. I blew it. Maybe I don't go to church or I don't know the scripture. Neither did this woman. And the cool thing about Jesus is, is that he comes looking for the person who will just worship him. He doesn't care about their past. He deals with it, but he doesn't, that's not the focus. And you know, that's, that's humanistic focus. And that really is the Sadducees and Pharisees mindset as well. Who are you? We were just talking about this, Mark, earlier about um, personal things in our life and how there's some um, denominations that if you've had a divorce or, you know, you've had more than one spouse or you come from a colorful background, there's no way they'll let you serve in the church. And God is saying here, Jesus is saying, I don't care about that. I'm just looking for the one person that will worship me. But it also brings me back to Psalm 71, verse 20, that says, though you've made me see troubles, many and bitter. This, I believe this woman, Jesus made her see the troubles of her life. And there were many. And I can tell you, uh, uh, I'm sure this woman was probably bitter and scorned if she had had five husbands. Right. But it goes on to say in verse 20, you will restore my life again from the depths of the earth and you again bring me up. You will increase my honor and all comfort me once again. So I want to encourage that person. And maybe it is a woman, maybe it's a man who just feels like if you guys knew my life, my hopelessness and helplessness comes from my own demise. Listen, Jesus isn't asking for your task list. He didn't ask for, did you do your Bible study? Did you do your quiet time? How many Hail Marys? Are you on the worship team? Did you serve in the, <laughs> in the children's church? You know, did you send a card to the dying widow? He's not asking that. He's just saying, listen, although I can show you an attempt to reckon with you where you've come from in your in your sin he's like i know all that but he's Mm. like i will restore you to life again from the depths of the earth and again he will bring you up so i just want to speak to that person i'm talking to the person who has deep-seated anguish and hopelessness today and that's what this is called hurting deep within because i know there is a lot of people in that place today Shannon, I I have to go again one more time. I think if I said, if you're a Christian out there and I said, you know, King David, like your response, okay, describe King David, you would say something like mighty man of God, right? You would, because he defeated a lot of the enemies of the Lord. But again, another Psalm that I want to hear you, uh, I want you to hear his worship, This is Psalm 119, a very long Psalm. Psalm 119, starting in verse 143. Here's the mighty man of God. Trouble and anguish have overtaken me. Yet your commandments are my delights. The righteousness of your testimonies is everlasting. Here it is. Give me understanding 
mm-hmm. and I'll live. He's asking for understanding why, because he said trouble and anguish have overtaken me. One thing I want to point out, I feel led to say this, Shannon, is what happens when we're in these places is immediately the enemy says you're all by yourself. Mm-hmm. Nobody else is experiencing this or he'll go, you're crazy. Like nobody is thinking this way. And he tries to, just like uh, the way wolves hunt in packs, divide and conquer. He's Mm -hmm. trying to separate you out and make you think that you're alone, that no one else thinks this way. And you can't think that way because you're supposed to be a Christian. The enemy's quick to say that kind of stuff. But yeah, here's King David. Trouble and anguish have overtaken me. That's excellent, Mark. I, I, I think so many times the enemy comes in, we know, John 10.10, 10, only to kill, steal, and destroy. But it's the second part on John 10.10, 10, the hinge that says, but I have come to overcome the world and to, and to give you life into the full. We have to remember that God is for us, even in our sin. Remember that. Anybody who's listening, deep within their sin, Jesus is for you. It makes me think of the thief on the cross. He never had time to pay his debt, go to jail, settle anything. He never had any time to make it right. All he could do was believe in Jesus, that his promises are true. And so that leads me to Lamentations 3. And for those of you who are listening this morning, this is a a familiar verse to a lot of us, but it says the steadfast love of the Lord never, never ceases. If you want to write that down, write that down, highlight that. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. So the person that this is divinely connected with, I want to say today, this morning, God's mercies are new. And maybe this is the morning after a dark night, the morning after a sin-filled life. Maybe this is the morning after you have just created or done the worst thing of your life. Listen, God's steadfast love never ceases. It's a semicolon there in the Bible. It doesn't say... If you've read your scripture, if you've done everything I've asked you to do, it says the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And the the writer says, the Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him to the soul who seeks him. So my question today is, even in your pain and suffering, and here is exactly where the enemy gets you, are you seeking him? And you may say, well, how do I do that? How do I seek the Lord? I don't even hear from him. And, and that is true. Sometimes in our darkest hour, we're like, God, just speak, come down. I've had God, I've said to God, I need you just to sit on the side of my right. bed, Lord. Amen. I gotta hear a word for you. But when you seek him with your whole heart, he says, you will not be, I will come to you. You know, our ministry verse at Journey Journey Living is um, Jeremiah 29, 11. And we could all riddle that verse off, you know, like the back of our hand. But it's the verses that follow in Jeremiah 29, 11 that says, if you'll seek me and you'll seek me with your whole heart, that is where I will be found. It's in um, Jeremiah 29, Let's just start in verse 12. So he, we've heard that he, he declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you, gives you hope in a future. But here it is in verse 12. 
then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. This is a promise, you guys, because if you read in Jeremiah, these guys are in exile in Babylon for 70 years. They are facing a consequence to the way they've lived and they're in exile right now. It says, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Verse 14, here it is. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places that I have banished you, declares the Lord. I love this because he knows that they're there. They're, they're in exile. They're imprisoned. And he, he has them there for a reason. But he's also saying, you know what? I still love you. Come and find me. Seek me and you will be found by me. Shannon, I can't help but think about Jesus' own words. And uh, again, I, I'm not advising any of you to do something that I haven't had to go through myself, right? But I found myself being reminded Jesus' own words. You know, I can't ever get past the red letters in here because these are the, the, the words of our Lord. But I, I want to take us to Matthew chapter 11, for a moment and i want you to hear and and, and you know if you're listening uh, if you're driving don't close your eyes but if you're not driving uh, i want to encourage you to close your eyes and i want you to hear these words these are the words then jesus said verse 28 come to me all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens and i will give you rest take my yoke upon you let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden that I give you is light. And, and you know what this is causing us to do? Nothing mm -hmm. but to enter into his rest. Like he isn't saying, do this, do that, say this, say that. He's saying, come, if you're weary, if you have heavy burdens, I want to give you rest. And he's basically said, because I've, I've done this myself, Shannon. I'm like, I have nothing to say, Lord. I'm so hurt, so wounded. Uh, I don't even, I don't even want to open my mouth because I know what's in my heart. And so I just want to sit. And he's saying, just come to me. I'll give you rest. My Bible, I have written there, and I have a couple things around. I, I use my Bible as just my love letter, my guide to how to, to walk through this life. Um, but where it says, come to me in Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, where it says, all you, I have come to me, and I wrote my name, Shannon. Mm. I have to make this personal for me, because sometimes I can get caught up in, well, God is talking to the person who's made a better choice or, you know, God is saying, well, all of you that have done the right thing, but now you've fell on hard times. No, he's saying, come to me, Shannon. I know you're weary and I know you're burdened and I want to give you rest. But the other thing I wrote in here is surrender your will to me. And somewhere there's been a teaching or something I've learned in that. And I love what you're saying, Mark, just lay it down. And so the, the vision of just um, like where, in, in war where the enemy overtakes, and we'll use this just in, in warfare, where the other side just surrenders. They come and lay everything down. The, you don't bring anything with you. Maybe the guns you have on you and you literally send 
surrender that you you literally lay that at the feet of the people that you're engaged with and i think god is saying that to us jesus is saying that to us yes here in red letters this is jesus himself speaking saying listen I want you to come and just lay down. Another word for that is to surrender. And many of us are like, well, I'll surrender certain parts, but I can't, I can't give you all of it, Lord. But here's the thing. God doesn't compartmentalize. And probably the thing you don't want to give up is the one thing God's probably got his finger on. And one of the things I've learned from my own self and wanting to stay in control of things are like, God, you can take care of this, but I'm going to take care of that. God is like, no, I want the very thing you want to hold on to, because that is probably where my stronghold is. That's probably where the enemy is going to trip me up. And God is saying, if you'll just surrender all of it, just lay down here, Shannon, and I will give you rest. That's been hard for me, Mark. And I know you're a doer, you're a mover and shaker too. And I know when it comes to trying to just rest and let God take over, that's almost like fingernails on a chalkboard for me because I've got the plan. Mm. <laughs> you know, wow. we know in Jeremiah 29, 11, God says, I got the plan, but then what about Shannon's plan? What about Mark's plan? Because God's saying here to us in Matthew, just come to me for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We are the ones who yoke up, I think, with the enemy. And God's like, please take that yoke off. If you've ever seen a team of oxen work, that's where both heads are in the, in the hole of the yoke. And God, Jesus is saying, I'm going to carry this with you and for you, but you've got to lay it down. I just want to share this real quick of those of you who are busy. Busy, the busy acronym stands for buried under Satan's yoke. And every time I see this verse, I always think of the word busy because in today's time, he has us on the wheel of busyness. And as long as he can keep us busy, you know, rocking chairs in motion, but it's still not going anywhere. Wow. And I think a lot of us today are really busy and we're not going anywhere. Shannon, I am drawn to a writing of Peter. And when I think about that in and of itself, Peter himself went through the fire, man. I mean, I don't think in the end when Jesus came back and talked to him and he knew that he denied the Lord, he knew it. I think he was carrying around a lot of guilt and shame for that. But yet Jesus came and just spoke to him and restored him. He, he went the extra mile. So I think of that when I read Peter's writings. And I want to quote a scripture that's pretty pretty popular, right? Pretty well known among the Christian church. And it, it says, casting your care upon him for he cares for you. But I want to expound on that just a little bit because I want to read it in context. Because I'll be honest with you, I've read that and I've been going through troubled times. And I've had my Christian brothers and sisters say to me, oh, brother, just cast your care on the Lord. And I'm like, that doesn't help. <laughs> you know, I'm being <laughs> yeah. honest. No. So I'm like, okay, thank you. but Good verse, but that's not yeah, clearing things yeah. up. <laughs> so there's a little bit that goes with it. And I'm, I'm in First Peter 5, and I'm starting in verse 6 now. And I want to unpack this a little bit. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, and he may exalt you in due time. Now, you see the word exalt. It just literally means lift up. He will lift you up in due time. How? 
by casting your when you cast your care upon him because he cares for you. But listen, let's carry on. He says, be sober, be vigilant. That just means be watchful, Mm -hmm. be sober, but be watchful because your adversary, the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Mm -hmm. But here's what it says. Resist him. What is happening, Shannon, when you're hurting within? The enemy is lying in wait for you. He's badgering you. As uh, Jesus described it to Peter, he wants to sift you like wheat. But it says, resist him, be steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. And again, the devil wants to say you're alone. You're by yourself. You're the only one going through this. Don't dare talk about it. Don't dare tell nobody because they'll think you're crazy. All of these things. But listen, Peter's reminding us, hey, (laughs) there's a whole bunch of people (laughs) going through this and experiencing this too. And listen, you might be broken and hurting and it might even be your fault. But what what he is advising us, what Peter's saying to us, cast that over on Jesus. It doesn't matter whose fault it is because it's not the blame game. Because you mentioned this earlier, Shannon. Jesus never said, well, hey, let's talk about your sin right now and then we'll get on with the healing later. Right. And so I think what um, the Lord is saying to us today is sometimes... In the midst of this hurting and pain. And David cried out and said, I'm in in the midst of hurting and pain. But nevertheless, I know this, Lord. I know what's real. He said, I know what your statutes tell me. I know what your law is telling me. I know what your love is saying to me. And I've got to focus on that. And sometimes we just have to sit in his presence cast that care upon him. I know this sometimes after I've had a long, hard day, Shannon, and I come home and I have my coat on because it's cold outside. Sometimes I just want to throw my coat off of me. Mm -hmm. You ever been there? Yeah. Where you just like want to throw it down. Like I'm just tired. I'm just, and, and that's the picture that I get when it says cast your cares upon him. And he's like, I don't care if you have to throw it at me. Yeah. That's so good. You know, take it. Yeah. And I think that's a great place to end today, Mark, because I think there's a lot of hurting people out there. And a great word of just of casting. One thing I learned a couple years ago about that verse is it is to roll off. And in Jesus' day, it was the camels who transported them. And to unload their load from a camel, the camel had to get down on his knees And then he would roll off. So picture that. The camel gets down on his knees. He had to roll off the load or people would have to take it off by unrolling that from him. The first part of that, they can never get the load off until the camel gets on his knees. Wow. And I think we have to surrender. We have to surrender all of it the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. And listen, God already knows what you've done, what you will do. So you can get over that part right now. If that helps you, I want to give you permission that he still loves you anyways. And you may be saying, you don't know what I've done. And you're right, you don't. But you don't know what I've done. And I can tell you the word of my testimony. The word of my testimony is what is going to help heal the others too by what God has done in my life. And none of us are without sin. None of us. Mark and I will be the first to raise our hands. Would we not, Mark? 
And we come just as broken and humbled, but we were willing to say, Lord, here am I, use me. And if he can use a donkey, he can use a camel, he'll use you too. So I just want you to be encouraged. Hopefully today, this message spoke deep within your heart where you're hurting. Go back, replay this. There's some great verses in here. Get in the Psalms. Listen to David cry out. He cried out and cried out and cried out. It's okay. I believe there's 33 different times in Psalms alone where David cries out to the Lord. Our God is big enough to hear our cries, and it says his arm is never too short to save. So be encouraged with that, friends, today. Get in the word. Surrender your heart. Just lay down on the floor, maybe, and just come to him as the child you are. We want to thank you for joining us here at Journey Living and, as always, for being a part of our audience. If you need anything, you can always reach out at our website at journeyliving.org. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day. (laughs) 